whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm super, super excited to have my next guest here. I've been such a fan about their company, their brand, their apparel, their co-founding story, Super, super excited. So we have Trina Spear here, who was the co-founder and the CEO of an amazing brand called Figs, in case you hadn't guessed. But Trina is, as I mentioned, the co-founder. Figs, if you are not familiar with it, you must have been hiding under a rock the last few years. I mean, they were the darling of the, uh, if there is such a thing, of the pandemic. I mean, you guys just totally just skyrocketed, I think, in everybody's uh, mind as like this incredible solution to a not such a great situation, especially being able to help uh, so many in the healthcare community, those professionals out there. Uh, definitely 
FIGS was top of mind. So FIGS is committed to helping humans look, feel, and perform at their best with technically advanced apparel and products that feature an unmatched combination of comfort and durability, function and style, and they've really redefined what the word scrubs means. So as I was sharing with Trina, I have a lot of family members and friends that are in the healthcare community when they heard that I was going to be talking to Trina, they were they were like, oh my gosh, we love Fix. It's such a great thing. And by the way, they're a public company, went public in 2021 too. Pretty bold move uh, for sure. Very, very excited to talk about that as well. But welcome, Trina. Thank you so much, Kara. Thank you for having me. It's super excited to be here. Super excited to have you here. So uh, talk to me about the story. I guess I know from a surface about I'm a brand person and I love the Figs brand. I I sought you out to get you on here because I've just been such uh such a super fan of the brand and of you. But would you mind sharing the story of how Figs was co-founded? Sure, sure. So Heather Hassan, um my dear friend and co-founder, she was sitting with her friend who's a nurse practitioner at Cedar Sinai. And her friend showed up, they're grabbing a coffee, and she was wearing these boxy, baggy, ill-fitting, you know, really awful scrubs. And she was complaining about how they were itchy and scratchy. And um, and Heather said, those are really bad. Like, I will find you better scrubs. And her friend's like, no, this is it. This is what's out there. Um, and Heather, at the time, had thought to herself, why were there these multi-billion dollar companies like Nike and Under Armour and Lululemon all focused on athletes and helping, you know, athletes score more goals, run around a track faster? What is the company and who are the people that are focused on helping the people saving lives? What company exists for the healthcare professional? What brand is there that shows up and serves the healthcare community? And what she realized through some research and going to these stores where scrubs were sold, where there was racks and racks and racks next to bedpans and knee braces, what she realized was that there wasn't that company, there wasn't that brand. Um, and we sought out about a decade ago, over a decade now, um, to solve that problem, create the highest quality medical apparel in the world with a focus on fit and comfort and durability and fabric technology, and then you know go direct to consumer build a real amazing experience where you can click two buttons and get your uniform and go to work and do your job well. And so, you know, it's been a, a long and amazing, incredible journey, uh, but that's how it was founded. So was Heather in the apparel industry before or how did she know how to do this? Yeah, she's been in the fashion industry. I don't want to age her or she'll get She'll get upset. So, but for <laughs> since she was in her, you know, a very young person, uh, her in her family has a background in it as well. So uh, she really understands manufacturing and product and supply chain. And so, um, you know, that side of the business had that expertise. But applying it to a brand new industry, neither of us came from the healthcare industry. You know, a lot of times we get asked, "Are you a doctor? Are you a nurse?" and we wish. <laughs> we have so much love and respect uh, for the people we serve. We're obsessed with healthcare professionals. Um, but unfortunately, we never, you know, Heather, uh, she was pre-med. She just said she doesn't, she didn't pass all the, all the, um, you know, all the, all the tests and all the, you know, how hard it is actually to become a healthcare professional. 
Um, and for me, I came from finance, uh, worked on Wall Street for about 10 years and went to Harvard Business School. And so that was really my uh, journey up until, um, you know, founding Figs with Heather. So where did the name come from? Oh, it's just her favorite fruit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I love it. And, you know, I think there's a few other things that make it great. It's, you know, it's memorable. It's four letters. We always say, you know, four letter company names are great. You have Nike, you have Uber, you have, um, it's, uh, Hint. It's, you could fit it on a label. Yeah. Hint. There, there you, go. you go. There you go. And so, um, it always, it, it, it works. And I think, you know, even redefining what figs means, you know, I think that, um, taking a word and redefining it, making it mean something different to a community is something that we've been passionate about. And it's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. So what were the first items that, uh, that you actually came up with? I mean, was it, was it actually the scrubs and that was the typical short sleeve and the pants? And yeah, I think, you know, prior to figs, like I was saying, everything was just, uh, it was really just a V-neck top and a drawstring pair of pants. And so what we sought out to do was change what the, you know, the redefine even what scrubs were. And so at the beginning, uh, it was really about the fabric, creating a fabric that drapes well, that's super comfortable, but that's also technical. And combining those two worlds was really difficult. About took us about two years to really nail the fabric. Um, and then on top of that, creating different silhouettes. Um, at the beginning, we really just started with our Katarina one pocket top. That is mm -hmm. still, by the way, our best selling top today. Um, and uh, we've sold hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of, of sales for that one top. And then our we have essentially two types of pants. Now we have different silhouettes across them, but there's a basic pant, which is our Livingston pant. We had that from the beginning, uh, continues to perform extremely well. Um, and our Zamora pant. So our Zamora pant is our jogger pant. Mm -hmm. uh, that actually came a few years later, but it's a cargo pant. It has, um, you know, it was we kind of invented the scrub jogger. Right. It was why were your pants draped on the floor and, and getting into and, and, you know, there's pretty incredible, incredibly um, the environments that healthcare professionals work in. Right. There's liquids and blood and all these different elements. And so having a jogger that is above your shoe uh, where, you know, you're able to protect yourself, but also be able to run around a hospital, meet with your patients, run into a surgery. That was super important. Um, and now we have a whole host of different styles and different colors that we're able to bring to our community. Uh, but those early um, styles, those early kind of game-changing silhouettes are still the best sellers in our assortment. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. 
I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell, or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that The Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com 
backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. So I feel like figs, when I first caught wind of it, because I'm not working in a hospital, I think you you definitely had some fans even before I knew about it, but I felt like color was something that was definitely I associated with your brand and you made it fun, yeah. right? And yeah. so what, but I, I would imagine that was kind of challenging to some extent as well. Like not every hospital wanted color. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like blue and green, right? Were like the main colors. And and I think a lot of the, our journey has just been asking the question, why? Like, why is it just a drawstring pair of pants? Why is it just a V-neck top? Why is it blue or green? Like, why, why, why? And the answers just weren't satisfactory. They were like, well, that's the way it's always been. And whenever any industry is, the answer is that's the way it's always been. I think there's an incredible opportunity to change the game and do something different. And so um, bringing different colors and, and actually, you know, uh, many of our colors have now become hospital standard colors, which is yeah. a really cool dynamic that we've seen across the country where they say, we love your graphite. Um, we want to make that the standard across our department or across our hospital. And um, we do these color drops, which have become part of our uh, our brand that our community just is waiting for that next drop, w- waiting up until midnight to see what we're dropping. And then it sells out in a matter of hours or days. And so that's the dynamic that I think we've created over the years. But it's really about listening to our community, understanding from them what they want to see from us, and then delivering. Um, and I think it's that direct-to-consumer relationship, that maniacal obsession uh, with them and what they want and, and continue to bring them exciting and unexpected different products, but also different experiences. So when did you know that you were really on to something special? That this was like, you know, those early days, you're getting your the samples, the mock-ups all put together, you're figuring out the different fabrics, you're talking, but when when was the point when you just said, this can really be something like this is big. We're off to the races. Yeah. I mean, I think we, or I knew pretty early on, it, you know, I was doing well. I was working on wall street. I was working at Blackstone at, you know, I was making good money and um, working on really challenging problems with very smart people. And so in order for me to leave, I really, um, had this like overwhelming belief that there was something here. Mm-hmm. And that came from just, we were selling scrubs outside of Heather's car at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. when all the doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals were changing shifts. And we were collecting cash on the sidewalk. Um, and we also had our little Shopify app and we were charging credit cards. Um, and And I said, if people are willing to buy our product out of a car, at seven in the morning, and by the way, we'd give them free coffee and free hot cocoa. We would go get the big jugs from Starbucks in the morning, and um, and we would ask them what they liked, what they didn't like, and then we would show them our scrubs. And like I said, the, the fact that they were so engaged and they were so, um, that it, it was resonating mm-hmm. on a sidewalk at seven in the morning out of a car, I knew there was something here. So did your, has your consumer, obviously you've 
you have a lot more SKUs and a lot more items, uh, different types of of things beyond. You have shoes. You have lots of things that uh, you've scaled beyond those initial pieces. But has your has your consumer changed? Like, were you initially for nurses, and then you know maybe I don't know. I'm I'm so curious. Like, has that changed over time or? What what do you think is like the biggest shift in in your consumer over time? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I hear a lot from other entrepreneurs and founders that they've pivoted or the vision has changed. And what I think has been so special about Figs is that our mission and our vision and who we serve really has not changed at all mm-hmm. from day one. So the entire vision was to help healthcare professionals look good, feel good, and perform at their best and really aim to celebrate, empower, and serve them in every way we can. And that has not changed. And so, um, and it was always about bringing all healthcare professionals together and connecting them with each other. And I think one of the things that I'm really proud of is how we've been able to create a community around this profession and bring them all together, nurses, uh, doctors, physicians, surgeons, dentists, uh, techs, veterinarians, students, everybody across the profession together with one commonality. And that commonality is that they are an awesome human, which is what we call our healthcare professionals. And if you're an awesome human, you should wear figs, right? And so having that uh, bridging all these different types of professions within healthcare, all bridging that and bringing them all together um, was really important. And actually, I was with one of our ambassadors, and we were having dinner a few years ago, um, and we have 450 incredible ambassadors in our in our community that are the most influential voices in healthcare. She was sitting next to me. This is a doctor. Uh, she's a doctor in New York City. And she said, you know, what's so great about figs is that it took an apparel company uh, to bridge the gap between doctors and nurses and to bring down and kind of take that stigma away that that's for the nurses, not for the doctors, or the, or I won't wear what these people wear. And everyone is now now wearing figs. And it really brought this team element that we're all mm-hmm. on the same team. We're all here to solve this problem. We're here to save this life and, and take care of this patient. Um, and that's pretty cool. Um, and so, you know, I do think that um, serving all healthcare professionals has always been part of what we've aimed to do. And, you know, we have a lot to go because uh, now we're, you know, an international global brand. And so uh, bringing that message to as far and wide as we can is, is really our goal. You uh, obviously had a uh, many stories, I'm sure, through the pandemic. And, uh, but I'd love to hear, you know, during that time, especially in the beginning, I feel like you guys were also doing a lot to really w- raise awareness to what healthcare professionals were going through. And is there anything yeah. that comes to mind? Like, what did you guys do as a brand? I mean, I, I think you you did an awesome job, but I, I feel like you were also sampling product. You know, you were really like, doing it in, in the right way um, during a time that was incredibly stressful. Yeah. And I think there was a few things that were incredibly impactful from a brand standpoint where we said, you know, everyone is now focused on the healthcare community. And I don't know if you remember, everyone was cheering at 7 p.m. when all the healthcare professionals would leave the hospital. And 
And we, and our goal, even prior to the pandemic was how are we cheering them on, you know, 24 seven, all year round without fail. That's our goal. And unfortunately, since the pandemic, you know, that stopped a bit, the, the mm-hmm. cheering. And, and our goal is to continue to shine a light on our community, the healthcare professionals that are showing up and saving lives and curing diseases and helping patients. Like, how are we continuing to shine that light? The thing that really, I think, um, was the paradigm shift during the pandemic was when the Olympics got canceled in 2020. Mm-hmm. And we, at that moment, said, now's the time to say, who are the people that you should look up to? It's not just athletes and celebrities, although they're all amazing. We all love athletes and celebrities, but it's healthcare professionals. And so we launched the new icons campaign for the the exact timing of when the Olympics was supposed to happen in July of 2020. And we launched that campaign through the end of the year and saying, here are the people that are the new icons. Here are the people that you should look up to. And we showed them on all the different environments uh, that they are working in. And we chose the people, the real healthcare professionals that were in that in that campaign were literally on the front lines of the pandemic, showing up, getting on planes to go to the hospital, hit hardest uh, to show up and serve and, and protect all of us as a society. Uh, healthcare professionals like Anna Wilkinson, who's an incredible uh, RN, who literally showed up day in and day out. She had lines and, and you know from her masks at the end of the day. At the beginning, she she was the one, you know, all of them were, were washing them in hot water, having to reuse them. And our goal was to get them um, more PPE, whether it was masks, isolation gowns, hazmat suits, the works, um, so that they could protect themselves. Adam Caldera, who's an emergency medicine physician, we spotlighted him. Lexi Robillard, who's an ICU PICU nurse, uh, we spotlighted her and showed the work she was doing. She takes babies' hearts on helicopters and next uh, hospital to save a baby's life. Um, Asase Obo, who's an incredible medical student, showed the work that she was doing. And so it was about them. Yeah. Right. It's not about things. Nothing is about me. Nothing is about Heather. Nothing, none of this company is about even, although we love our team, it's not about us. It's not about the people who work here. It's about uh, health, the healthcare community. And how can we continue to push this industry forward? How do we continue to move medicine forward uh, with the people that we stand behind um, and support? I love it. Well, you did such an amazing job of telling those stories. And it's, uh, I mean, I'm not sure that I can actually name another healthcare company that I think did such a nice job of it, as oh, you guys did. You. I mean, I, I really mean that. I mean, I think it, it, like you said, I think more people became uh, aware uh, during COVID of, of what was going on with these healthcare professionals and how, um, you know, how difficult it was in many ways, but you also, you know, being able to share their stories and you made them part of your brand. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're just so grateful. Like I think given what they do every day, like we, if we can make their day even a little bit better, like 5%, right? Like that's the goal. Like they are so inspiring to us. Like what they do every day, if they can get up and do what they do, the least we can do is make great apparel, great product, uh, and, 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 and tell their story. That's the least we can do. And so continuing to find more ways 
to show up and support. I mean, that's really what we're here to do. So you started out on Wall Street. Uh, did you did you always know that you were going to run your own company? I mean, was this an aspiration of yours? Like one day I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. Um, no. I mean, I, I definitely it, it. Um, you know, I always just wanted to be in the room where great stuff was happening. I always wanted to be a part of the exciting change that was happening in the world, whether that's um, in rooms with financial professionals, whether that's in rooms with healthcare professionals. Um, I think there's so much opportunity and um, I've always been an optimist and I think you can change the world in a whole host of ways. And I I feel as though uh, being an entrepreneur is probably the best way to go about making change in the world and because you actually can you know move things forward and um, and change the way things are done and so um, you know I met Heather in 2012 we have a mutual friend who I went to business school with that she went to undergrad and we were connected and I was just blown away by that initial idea of why was every company focused on athletes? What about the people saving lives? Like that question was like just something that kept me up at night. Like what about the people saving lives? Like who's for them? Who's showing up for them? And so it was almost like I had to do it. Um, and so it's not like I was necessarily looking for it. I don't think anyone dreams about making scrubs one day. Like when I left Blackstone, everyone, all my family, all my friends were like, wait, you're going to do what? You're going to sell, you're going to sell scrubs. What are you doing? You know, no one understood it, but I think it's just like, sometimes it's spiritual or you get this feeling of, I have to do this because it has to be done. And if we don't yeah. do it, somebody else will, or just, you know, what a way to live your life, right? What a way to live your life to be able to wake up and show up and serve other people. It's like the biggest um, a most amazing thing. Yeah. And you're, and people thank you for a product, right? I mean, that is, that is such a powerful, uh, thing, right. To be able to lead a company that where people are actually thank you for creating this product. And I'm sure you, you and Heather have both heard that over and over again, which is, uh, yeah. Or just like, I got three texts this morning from friends with uh, pictures of their doctors and or nurses and figs. And it's like, Oh, that's the coolest thing ever. You know? <laughs> I, I get those with hint, right? It's, uh, you know, when people are like, oh, look, look at yeah. this refrigerator. I'm out at this house and, or I'm at this hotel and it's in a mini bar and, you know, it's just, it, it's, uh, it's such yeah. a great, it's a great feeling. So copycat companies, obviously when you're successful, you're going to have copycat companies trying to mimic what you've done. And so what do you think about as a leader, like, what can you do about these copycat companies? I mean, outside of if they're literally like copying you and, you know, tr not talking about trademark, but how do you think about these companies? I mean, any suggestions for founders who maybe are feeling like, you know, what can I do? How should I feel about this? Well, I'm glad you copy called it them copycats because we call it the copycat landscape. We don't call it the competitive landscape. <laughs> so totally. I'm glad you used that, that word. It is flattering, right? Mm -hmm. When you create something truly original and then others want to replicate it. I think on some level, it, 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 um, 
is great, right? Having more players that in I wish they were more original, to be honest, mm-hmm. because then it maybe would even push everyone further. But um, when it's really just copying another company, I mean, it's so it's unfortunate and it's lazy. And so I feel bad for the people that work in that company that wake up and are told, and I've heard this, oh, just go to the FIGS website and copy XYZ. I mean, that is just uh, what a horrible way to actually live your life if you're working at that company. Um, so I don't really worry about it. I mean, we do so many different things here, right? From a product standpoint, from an experience standpoint, from e-commerce, from what we're doing with advocacy and how we're showing up. We have a government relations arm. We have an awesome humans bill with Congress right now where we're pushing forward on uh, better pay and training and safety and mental health support. And so there's a whole host of things that we do at FIGS every day that are changing the game and, and pushing medicine forward and changing the experience of being a healthcare professional. It's really hard and difficult to copy all the elements. And because we've built a truly, I believe, authentic brand over the last 10 years, people see through the copycatness. If <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but the, the, the people see through that. Like totally. I mean, customers are smart. Healthcare professionals are even smarter, um, and so they kind of see through that that um, that you know unoriginality, and they see that you know you want to be with the real deal. So you were obviously private in the beginning. You decided to take the company public. What was the moment when you just said we should really go and take this public? I mean, it was really during the pandemic because back to really wanting to put a spotlight on our community, Mm -hmm. we thought, you know, Wall, getting Wall Street, being in the New York Stock Exchange, getting Times Square. We had, we had, out of home billboards and wild postings and digital advertising. We had we blanketed New York City with all of our healthcare professionals and what they were doing during the pandemic. And so it was really about putting a spotlight, showing the world these are the people that you should look up to. Um, and we brought 60 healthcare professionals to our, our, the New York stock exchange for IPO. They were up with us on the podium, ringing the bell, uh, all of our healthcare professionals. And it's, it was about them. It really, once again, wasn't about us. Um, and, um, you know, I think we did that. I think we really brought an additional level of, uh, focus on our community and, you know, and having, everyone kind of be behind them. Because it's like this, it's like, you know, if you are in a stadium supporting a sports team, there are maybe 50,000, 60,000 people in that stadium supporting that team. When you're in an OR, you're in a, uh, in a hospital patient room, there's maybe two to six people in a surgery, for instance. Um, and no one's there to see the incredible work that they do. And so our job is to kind of to be that stadium and bring the whole world behind what they do to cheer them on and support them. Yeah. And you guys have done such an excellent job. So physical retail, uh, you hadn't had physical retail up until recently. Can you talk about that? And what was the decision to launch and, and where was your first store? Sure. So yeah, I mean, I think at the scale that we're at as a brand, we probably should have had physical retail. Um, maybe about three years ago or mm-hmm. so, 
Um, and then with the pandemic and, you know, how the world shut down and all the things we were doing to show up in other ways kind of took precedence and that became our focus. And so we're really now excited to um, launch our community hubs. Uh, we're not calling them stores. They're called community hubs where we're bringing our community together. Uh, we're doing events and speaker series and a whole host of different ways to connect with them and so that they can come and connect with each other. Um, we only have one store. It's in uh, Century City Mall. It's our first community hub in Los Angeles. Um, so would love to have you by whenever you can. Uh, and we are opening another community hub in Philadelphia early next year. Um, and then there's more to come. I think the best and most iconic brands have a place where you can come and experience the product and try on the product and talk to other people and become educated about all the things uh, that make the product and make the brand great. And so uh, we're really excited about what our community hubs will become in the future. When you think back on building the FIGS brand and the company, I, I always love to hear from founders what maybe they haven't gotten credit for, right? The, something that was really tough that you guys like sleepless nights and that was just so hard to do. And obviously you got through it. But for us, Building Hint, for example, uh, you know, we were trying to figure out actually how to make the product. Uh, we had launched the product on the shelf and, you know, we were trying to figure out how do we get longer shelf life, things like that, that are things that you, you know, they're not on the front end of uh, your marketing messages, for example, right? Consumers don't necessarily need to know about all those things, but they were really hard and we, we accomplished a lot. And I'm sure you and Heather have had many conversations about stuff like this, but I'd love to know what, what is, what is something that you're really proud of that you don't get to, you don't get credit for, you don't get to talk about all the time. Well, it is on the financial front. And I know you said we were not necessarily going to talk about financials, but um, what we I totally we, can, but I, I never okay. want to pressure people to do that. Yeah. So. I think it was really hard at the beginning, um, and even today, to get people to really understand what we're doing um, because many people in the investment community are not our customers. They're not mm -hmm. healthcare professionals. Our brand isn't for them. So they really didn't understand it. And so from very early on, we realized we needed to be in control of our own destiny. We weren't going to be able to raise a ton of money. Um, and we were going to need to do it the real way, the hard way, and build a real business that will be durable for the next 100 years and build a brand for the next 100 years. And that was the mindset. And so we today, what I'm most proud of is that we have built a company that we have only ever spent $10 million to do now close to $2 billion in sales and $250 million in EBITDA, which I don't know another company in that's only existed for 10 years that has accomplished that. And so I don't think we get credit for the level of growth and profitability and doing both at the same time is really hard. Mm -hmm. um, because you're constantly making those trade-offs um, so that you can deliver, 
right? You can make a great product. You can continue to show up and serve. You can continue to execute and ensure from an operational standpoint, you ensure that all the trains move on time, but you're balancing magic and excellence. In order to balance magic and excellence and do it at the level that we're doing it at, um, you need an incredible team, uh, but you can't kind of overspend and overhire. And so that's why I think um, it's a testament to all the things that we've done well when you look at the trajectory of where we've been and where we are. I love that answer. So what has surprised you about being a uh, founder slash CEO that, you know, maybe when you were sitting at Blackstone, you were talking to different founders, uh, maybe looking at different investments uh, that you had made where like nobody told you that this is what I, I've heard this. I, I remember talking to Greg Renfrew from uh, Beauty Counter and she said, nobody, oh, nobody, t- I love her. yeah, nobody told her that it was going to take a long time right? To build a brand. Like, and, you know, and she, and she and I laughed about, you know, that when we see plans and it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to build this and flip it in three years, you know, and it's going to be a billion dollars, you know, or, or whatever it is. I think one of the things that I think about a lot is that people don't care unless you're successful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People don't care about I'm not I'm not explaining this well, but people either either it's not going to go well, in which case it doesn't matter what you're thought of, or it's going to go really well, in which case it doesn't matter how you're thought of. And I'll try to summarize that a little bit better. But basically, because basically, like all that matters is if is that you have to you have to build a real business that actually creates value in the world. And if you're so fixated, I met a lot of people, if you're so fixated on how you're thought of or your reputation or what this group of people over here that have that are not your customers, if you only care about all these things, all the noise of how people think of you, you will lose, right? Mm-hmm. And you won't actually do the things that you need to do. And so I, I, I come back to that a lot of like success has many fathers and failure has none. Um, the amount of people that took credit for figs when we went public is an amazing group of people, many of which had nothing to do with our company. And then like, if we wouldn't have done well, I mean, these were the same people or some of them were the same people that said like, this will never become anything, Of course, you know? And so like having the lens of just building it for the right reasons, having the why of why are you doing it and doing it for the, the, you know, because it actually means something and and focusing on the things that actually matter for the community you're serving. That's all that matters. And when people get so fixated on all the other noise, the fundraising, the covers of magazines, the podcast, no offense, this is the best one. <laughs> this is the best one. Of course. But when you get fixated on all the, when you get fixated on the, um, the glory, instead of getting fixated on the work, you lose sight of what matters. Yeah. No, I think that's that's a really powerful uh, lesson, statement, wisdom, nugget for sure. So Trina Spear, thank you so much. Co-founder and CEO of Figs. Everybody 
needs to go out and buy some figs, visit her store in Century City, uh, Los Angeles. And uh, we are rooting for you and thank you uh, for doing everything that you're doing, including creating a great product, but also just building awareness for an incredibly important group of people too. So thank you again. Thank you, Kara. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. I would love to hear from you too, so feel free to DM me. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Undaunted, where I share more about my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Kara Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.